Escape to Summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This is Teddy Teapot with Teddy Mellencamp. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining me again this week. So the question is... Is social media a frenemy? What is it actually doing to us? You know, in one of the last podcasts, we talk about addiction and is social media an addiction? Sometimes when I look at my phone and it tells me how many hours I've actually been on my phone, I don't even want to look at it. And then I try justifying it and saying, oh, well, it's because my business is on, is on the phone. So that's why. But it still makes me feel bad. Like, I cannot believe I am spending this much time on my phone. So we are going to have a group of people coming in to uncover all sides of social media. We're going to start with having Dr. Hillary Goldsher on, and she is going to help us talk about the dangers of social media. As you have seen, Instagram has put us all into a frenzy because it's taking away our likes. What's going to happen next? Does this matter? Is this helpful? I need to know it all. So I'm excited for this episode. We are going to have so many people on. I'm actually going to have Dr. Hillary Goldshire on with me the entire time because I want to have a psychologist view on all of the topics. We are also going to have Jamie Kidd, who is an influencer, and Alexis Haynes, She has a podcast called Recovering from Reality, and she has a really crazy story, but also she has kids, so I want to dig into that. And we also have Rich Dumuro, who is a tech genius. He knows everything on tech, so we're going to have to drill him as well. (laughs) 
I'm here with Dr. Goldshire right now, and she is a psychologist who specializes in mental health, which I feel like social media is affecting so many of our mental health issues. What are your thoughts? It's so interesting when I was kind of anticipating talking about this, that that discussion in my private practice is so ubiquitous, like the anxiety, depression, feelings of shame that come up when one peruses social media and feels kind of an obligation to participate and yet feels worse when participating and this vicious cycle ensues. And there's been a number of studies, like empirical studies, that show there's a direct link between an increase in depression, anxiety, feelings of shame, diminished self-worth related to social media, for sure. And do you think social media is helping or hurting our real-life social interaction? You know, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made on both sides that's worth exploring. I I think on the macro level, it's hard to deny that it's not hurting our interactions. It's so much easier to kind of, it's a cliche, but to hide behind a screen and to present a sort of persona to the world and then to minimize our desire or interest or even like our ability to interact with other people. So I, I think it, it, it diminishes connection and reduces the skills that like our young people have to actually be out in the world and connect with each other. Well, that leads me to our next question. Do you, how young do you think is too young for kids to have social media? I'm like 16, maybe the earliest, really. But I mean, I will look on social media and I will see kids that are like 14 and they look 25 years old in these sexy poses. And I am like panicked for my kids. And in part, and this is kind of a weighted statement, but it's a parental issue. I mean, I get that there are ways to circumvent parents, you know, and to post and do things that parents don't know about, but it's really a parental responsibility to monitor that stuff and shut it down if, like you're talking about, you know, young females projecting that kind of image into the world. It's dangerous for many, many reasons. Yeah, I know. What would you say the positives are? I mean, I look, I think it's it's really interesting and and, and kind of cool for young people to have like an entrepreneurial, you know, kind of avenue and to run their own little business, so to speak. And I have a lot of uh, colleagues, friends, et cetera, whose young kids, you know, make their own jewelry on Instagram and sell it that way or who love to play the violin and demonstrate that in a kind of a cool way. Like, I think there's something about it that allows a platform for folks to show themselves. And and that can be really interesting and fun. I mean, I can say for myself, I changed my life through social media because I was really struggling and I felt very alone when I was struggling with being healthy. And I said, you know, I, I started a new Instagram. I used to share one with my husband. I just said, Hey, I'm changing my life today. Follow along if you're interested to see if I can do it. You know, so I used it to kind of hold me accountable. And then that ended up starting an entire business for me after I changed my life. Because, yes, I had people rooting me on, but I also had people following me because they wanted to see if I was going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you bring up another (laughs) point, which is the the possibility of reaching other people in a positive way and inspiring them, motivating them, connecting with them. 
in like a significant way, like you were talking about, is a huge thing that wasn't available to us before. For so. sure, you felt really alone. And then you realize when you post something and there's so many people that respond like, I feel that same exact way. Thank you for saying I felt so alone or whatever it is. So that feels good. But then on that same token, how do we shield our kids or even shield ourselves from bullying on social media? I'm not sure there's a way to fix it because the platform itself, you know, part of what's so nice about it is that you can connect with a lot of people quickly. And part of what's not so nice about it is that you can connect with a lot of people quickly. So negative things can come to us. And I think we have to be really strong with our kids and ourselves about staying grounded and centered in who we are. If we're going to put ourselves out there, that that is a possibility. And it's one of the negatives and one of the reasons, you know, to circle back to where we began, why there's depression, anxiety, and upset that can come with social media. How much time do you think is healthy to spend on social media a day? That's a good question. I mean, look, I think as if you're a youngster, you know, under 18, that it it should be absolutely less than an hour. I mean, to me, 30 minutes to an hour would be more than enough. If it's part of your business, you know, that's kind of a different analysis. But to me, it, go, it goes along with screen time. So if we think of social media screen time and you're monitoring your kid's screen time, maybe like an hour. Yeah, but kids aren't the only issue. Sometimes I'll look at my phone and my, how much time I was on my phone each day. And I'm like, uh, that is a problem. I don't even want to see that. Thank you, phone, for letting me know. I'm turning you over. I think tech abuse is a whole other issue. Adult tech abuse is a whole other issue that needs to be explored because I, I, I've done a recent self-check on myself realizing I have young kids and realizing that there was too much multitasking with a phone in my hand and that not being fully, fully present, present yeah. is a big deal. And so I, I think we have to keep ourselves accountable and that we have tech free time with our kids and with our spouses or partners and with our friends, like legitimate tech free time. And that's almost non-existent when you just kind of look around <laughs> at people moving through the world. For sure. Well, let's bring in Jamie Kidd. She is a huge influencer, travel blogger and model. So thanks for joining us this week. Hey, guys. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I'm so scared. For me? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so let's let's break this down. Can you give us a little backstory? How did this start? You're an influencer full-time, right? Yeah. And my husband is as well now. So he wasn't before, and now I kind of brought him into the world, and it's like, it's great. I mean, I love it. So I've been, I've been doing it for seven years now. I started kind of... I guess it, Instagram really started when I was in college. So it kind of, the app came about and I was like, what is this? And I just kind of started, you posted whatever you wanted back then with the Instagram filter, you know, and like no one really cared about it. And then after college, I kind of just started posting my outfits. And then from there, it just kind of grew slowly to like what it is now. And I started traveling because my husband's Australian. So I started going to Australia and then that started the travel part. And then from there, it just kind of became what it is now. So for those that, you know, aren't familiar with what exactly an influencer is, like, what does it take to be an influencer? How much time are you putting into it? Like, are you fully having to curate your life on Instagram? I mean, yeah. And I like, I deal with the stress of like, I start to feel guilty after a couple hours if I haven't posted a story or if I like certain time of the day, I haven't posted my photo or stuff like that. Like I do end up going, oh, I need to get up early today so that I can like do these stories that I wanted to do or because I need to go, you know, do certain things throughout the day that like I can't just sit on the couch all day because like everyone thinks, oh, you have all your free time. And then if I sat out, sat around all day, like people would not be interested in my page or something. You know, you have to always be like 
interesting throughout the day, if that makes any sense. And it stresses you out. Like, Whereas if you have a regular job, like a nine to five, there are moments where you can kind of check out and nobody yeah. really knows what you're doing. Yeah. But when you're an influencer, like you have to be on and. Yeah. And you have to think of things to be like keeping people interested in your page and kind of what you're doing all day long. So how do you know? So if somebody is following a bunch of influencers, how do you know if an influencer actually likes the things that they're promoting? Mm, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, again, like I post so much throughout like the day and stuff that I feel like you can genuinely see things that I like or I don't like. Like if I randomly posted like something that was so far out of my realm, you could tell if I probably didn't like it or not. Or if I'm like genuinely posting it and then all of a sudden it's like a paid thing you'd be like oh well I've seen her posting a lot about hair stuff or skin stuff so yeah that like makes sense but if it's like randomly you know I can't even think of something like that it just doesn't brand yeah very off brand and I feel like just didn't make sense then I'm like I don't trust you because I've seen it even change a little bit because now you'll see influencers they not even having to really talk about the product they'll like do a funny little quote and then just like tag the brand and I'm like oh okay so tricky, was, tricky. <laughs> plugged in right there. <laughs> I, I see what I see you. Yeah. No, I feel like like I like I only take on stuff that I feel like is aligned because at this point, like with my page, I don't want my followers to not trust me anymore and not to feel like, oh, she's just doing this to get paid. So you have to like also think about the other end of like people watching you and you have to know that like they're not gonna trust you if you post something that's so far out of your realm that They'll be like, oh, I'm not going to trust her anymore. I don't want to. And then you, you know, you lose your followers, essentially. I made that mistake once. I oh, posted no. something I wasn't super into and I got killed. Yeah. Like they, they know. knew. Yeah. They were like, phony below me <laughs> so bad. Like I was like, <gasps> and I, yeah. I was like, text immediately regret. Like, Please, don't ever make me do that yeah. one again. I can't. Why did I say yes no, to that? I've learned and, my lesson that I, way and too. And that was like right at the beginning. And I was yeah. like, I will never do that again. I'm only going to talk about things that I actually like. Yeah. It's people are very like smart these days. Followers aren't just like buying everything you post. They want to feel like you genuinely like it as well. And they've seen it correlate with your brand. So they're not, you know, they're smart. <laughs> they're smart. They're figuring it out. And they, they know you or they know a part of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, how much time do you spend on social media a day? And would you ever consider it an addiction? Or oh, is it oh, yeah. just a job? Oh, yeah. I'm addicted to like, I'm even addicted to other girls, like what they're doing. And I'm like, <laughs> they haven't posted in a few hours. What are they doing? Why do I not know what's going on in their day? Like, I am guilty of it as well, like on the followers end. So, I mean, but I spend a lot of time on the back end, like shooting stuff editing, making videos, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't, I mean, I'm pretty much on social media all day long because it is my job. So like I kind of justify in my mind, everyone's at their nine to five. So nine to five, I should be working as well. Like I even, I wake up at four or 5 AM and I like do my workouts and I post those. Like I'm pretty much like 16 hour days, which is fine. Like I love it. And it's, it's like semi easy in a sense because like I've been doing it for so long. So it's kind of just my daily thing now. So pretty and, much all day. <laughs> and have you noticed any difference now that Instagram isn't really, sh- isn't showing the likes or has that happened it to you yet? It hasn't happened to me. No. It hasn't happened so, to me either. And but- I, I genuinely like to see likes. And like for me, when company, like when all the likes go away, it's going to be more annoying for me to have to screenshot things, send it to companies. Like I already have to do that with all my analytics. So now when you add in more screenshots that I have to email over, whereas they can normally just go see it. 
it's just adding like another step, which so, is kind of So now I have to ask you, Dr. Goldshire, do you think that's kind of adds to our addiction that we want to see the likes or that we need to see the likes or that's some kind of validation to us or to the, you know, brands or? Of course. I mean, where else do we get such a tangible, <laughs> like, evaluation of ourselves, right? I feel like it's like a little bit of a, a positive criticism, also bad. But if a photo doesn't do well, and I kind of go, oh, you know what? I kind of, that deserved to not do very well because I didn't like make it really creative or I didn't really like do the best that I probably could have. Like, I feel like your followers followers also know like when you- When you're half-assing it? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. And it keeps you accountable because I could just sit here and stand in front of a white wall, take my photo, post it and be done. But- like if it won't do well because it's not like a beautiful backdrop or stuff that I'm really, really good at because maybe I just got lazy that day and just wanted to get that like thing over with. And so it keeps you accountable as well, like on the creative side to not half-ass your content. <laughs> and I think that's a really interesting nuanced viewpoint, right? Yeah. Is that it is your career. Yeah, it is. And you're gauging part of the likes and lack of likes related to the creativity and the mm -hmm. art that you're putting in. Yeah, it. And exactly. Because some of my most like liked photos are the most creative photos I've ever created. So mm -hmm. obviously, like that resonates with followers that like, wow, like you really like did it. Like you made like a really artistic, beautiful photo. Obviously, the ad photos don't do very well because you can't do like a creative something with like a purse or whatever. You know, you can, but followers really, obvious. yeah, like followers are more appreciative of the creative stuff. So then that like gears me to do more creative and like really work hard for those posts because I want it to do well. So, well, that leads me to the next question. So I know for myself, I, I will read all the comments when it's on my actual posts, but I don't go into my DMS. That's like a deep, dark, dirty place for me. I'm like, uh, ah, I like go in and, be, but I'm also on a TV show where people have like big opinions and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I don't really need all yeah. of those opinions. Do you go, do you look at all of your oh, DMS? My DMS are answered all day long. I, I cannot have a request. It bothers me to no end to go to sleep with any requests in there. I answer, or I decline, creepy ones, but, like, I answer every single one of my followers all day long. And it's, like, it's so part of my job. So that's a whole other level of an influence that I, yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. for me, I'm, like, a, a, I'm a, a TV personality or a health coach, so I don't have to do that. And yeah. I, like, have to protect myself. Yeah. See, and I get, I get mean stuff, too. And I really, like, I keep my page very, like, Switzerland. It's very, you know, I don't must put a, be nice for you. Well, <laughs> I try so that I don't get, you know, political opinions or you know, religion. I don't get a lot of that backlash in my page. So I keep it very like, you know, middle ground so that I don't get a lot of the mean stuff. But I have people who like I have cats and people decide something I did. My cat's a little overweight. Oh, I uh. had... You know, and I'm like, get away. Like, yeah. I know I get really upset when people comment anything about my kids. Yeah. I'm like blocked. Yeah. I'm like, would you like somebody <laughs> to say that about your kid? No. So, yeah, I get the I block a few, but I spend all day long talking to my followers, answering questions because I want them to trust me. And, and I'm just a normal person. Like, I'm not over here on my high horse. Like, uh, I'm too busy for you. Like, I like I spend a couple hours before bed answering everyone just to make sure that like stuff's like answers are you know, are yeah. answered. So you have to be honest here. Oh, geez. Do you ever post photos without using a filter or altering oh, it? Oh, no. No, 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 I spend hours and editing. I'm looking at you. You are beautiful. Oh, thank you. You have, like, amazing skin. Thanks. So, like, I have to ask you, Dr. Goldshirt, like, what is it in us that we 
as a community do this. Like I will even the girls here know when we take our pictures, I'm like, hey, subtle filter, please. <laughs> I mean, it's just this this human balance, I suppose, of all of us wanting to put our best foot forward. And I think there's a healthy aspect to it. And knowing that we're going to be evaluated, you know, or responded to in such a huge domain, it's hard not to have some level of insecurity or anxiety and wanting to kind of shore up what we're putting out in the world to guard against. But it's crazy. Anytime I post a photo where I have no makeup on and no filter and I'm just like, hey, God, you know, whatever it is. Everybody's like, thank you, God. Thank you for posting <laughs> You're that. Normal. Like, oh, wow, you actually have red skin. You know, whatever yeah. it is. Because looking at things or looking at a you know an influencer you're like wow their life is perfect there's they've never had a blemish they've never had this they, you know it's very hard for somebody at home who maybe doesn't know how to use all these filters mm. well you're oh. revealing like the seduction of like the pull towards the perfection and the beautiful that like we all respond to even well i would even say like my page is like the perfect, beautiful side, my stories, I'm over here with my face mask on and I like never have makeup on in half my stories and I'm like in my pajamas, like. Okay, perfect. So I you're do giving, both. You're giving the balance. Yeah, so people see that like I'm a bum when I'm at home <laughs> and then when I'm on like, you know, in a pretty photo, like obviously I worked hard for that, but like I, I edit them to like make the clothes look really good and to like bring out colors and stuff like that, but I don't. Really? Do you think that we should be required to tell our followers when there's a filter or Facetune or whatever on any? I feel of these like things? it's pretty obvious if you're but like honest. They don't think it's obvious. Like really? I will post a photo with like the subtle filter, and everyone's like, "How is your skin so smooth?" And I write back, "The subtle filter." It even says the filter at the top, <laughs> like sometimes you're like, "Come on!" I'm like, "How are your lashes so long?" I'm like, "It says eyelashes at the <laughs> yeah, top." Exactly. <laughs> They're giving us away, like. Do your research, guys. No <laughs> yeah. one's perfect. Um, how do you? So, how do you deal with any of the negativity? I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it does get to me. I've had a few, you know, upsetting DMs recently where someone's like, "Oh, your voice is so annoying," or like, "Why don't you put makeup on? You look like <laughs> like." I've had people say that, and I'm just like, I either block it and I get upset, and it sticks with me. Like, I can't help it. It does. As a human, negativity does like stick with you in any type of criticism. So. I'll block them or I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry that you're having a bad day and you're projecting it on me, <laughs> but I really hope your day gets better and like you spread positivity. That's what I'll say sometimes. And then they'll read it and then I block them because I don't want any response. But I just want to share that like, you know, you don't have to sit here and fight back with people and like whatever, either block it and just drop it or say something nice back and maybe it'll change their day and make them a nicer person. Yeah, I used to say nice things back, but then people would be like, I hope you die. And I was like, yeah. you're blocked. <laughs> yeah. you're blocked. Like, and yeah. why do the people that always say the mean things, why is it just like an animal in their profile uh, picture? I'm or like, like no photos. Uh, yeah, and you're like, like someone, you're somebody that hates me yeah, somewhere, like, you know? Uh, you know what? You're not, you're not fooling me. Yeah. <laughs> and now that the likes have changed and I've even heard that the some of the followers, they may end up changing it so your followers go away. I know, Ugh. I know. Do you ever fear that like your job slash life of an influencer will go away? And oh, then it's what like would a constant next? fear of mine always. But I also feel like, like, yeah, I'm terrified all the time. Like, oh, what if Instagram? Because there was like a couple months ago when Instagram was like frozen for like two days. Do you I, guys remember that? I do. Every influencer was like <laughs> brushing up on their resume. Like, what have I done in the last six years? Like, oh my God, you know, but yeah, it's scary. But I also feel like I'm also trying to monetize other avenues like YouTube and you know, I have a jewelry company, so I'm like really focusing on those as well so that if Instagram ever craps out, 
I have other stuff that I've been working on and I didn't put all my eggs into like one basket, which is like what a lot of girls do. And then someone's account gets hacked and they lose all their followers. What do you have? Like you have nothing. So I try to kind of keep other avenues going at the same time. So we have to take a little break, but I want to say thank you so much to Jamie. If you guys want to follow along, I mean, I have and I'm obsessed. It's Jamie and Kid. So Jamie's going to stick around and do some rapid fire, but we're also bringing on Alexis Haynes. She has a podcast called Recovering from Reality. She also has a book coming out on December 3rd. Her story is incredible. I'm going to bring her back at the end for some rapid fire questions. Oh, I'm scared. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Okay, guys, now we are here with Alexis Haynes, who has a book coming out called Recovering from Reality. Uh, Y'all know I'm going to be needed to read this. (laughs) Woo! Also, um, Alexis has kiddos and very interesting backstory. So let's get right into it. I'm ready. You're ready. Can you give us a little history for some of our listeners that 
don't know your story. I know every little crumb. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of people know me because I had a reality TV show called Pretty Wild on E! in 2010. And I became kind of a part of pop culture history um, when I had an epic meltdown. My sister said to me the other day, which I think is so funny, she goes, it was like you were having a Britney moment on every episode. <laughs> and that's really what it was like. It was like just nonstop chaos because on the second day of filming, I was arrested for the bling ring. So it was like I signed a show with, up for a show with E that was supposed to be about something totally different. Then on the second day of filming, literally we were out all night partying with Mickey Avalon, getting super loaded, having the best time ever on the top of the world. And then the next morning at about 6 a.m., door knocks and it's like a SWAT team, like there to arrest me. So I fought my case as a, I think at that time I was 18, an 18-year-old heroin addict on national television for nine months. And it was brutal. You're starting to make me feel less stressed about my own situation. <laughs> you're fine. No, really, you're fine. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not to say everybody has their struggles. For me, it was like a life of chaos. I grew up in a family that was really dysfunctional. There was incest that was going on. I was being raped when I was like five years old. Oh my... my um parents divorced when I was three. My dad was in the entertainment industry and then lost it all and became homeless by the time I was like 11. Um, and I was raped again at 16. I was abused by babysitters, by my dad's girlfriends. I mean, it was like just nonstop chaos. And then I graduated high school. I got my GED at 16 and I left the house and I was like, I'm just going to become like a, um, Music video girl. That's, <laughs> that was my goal. I was like, I'm just going to become like music video girl, right? You're like, and I got this. This, this is going to be like my new thing. And then before you know it, um, I had my own reality TV show, which is really crazy to me. And it documented all of that. It documented. Yeah. Well, it didn't show like any of my previous trauma because I wasn't ready to dive into that yet. Um, I was still very much so in like the survival mode, coping and using mode. So I didn't have any like perspective. And because you have suffered from drug addiction, mm -hmm. would you say that social media can be that same type of addiction or? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, I think that people all often don't realize that. um any time that we're checking out and trying to distract ourselves rather than checking in, being present. Um, wow, we just really went through that fast. <laughs> I know. I, that just kind of all caught up with me. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. Like, here we are. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think that any time that I'm using anything um, – as a, crutch. As a crutch or a distraction. It's like I'm trying to not be present in my body, like where I'm at, you know. And so I say something that on my podcast a lot that I think is pretty 
controversial, but it shouldn't be like in a weird way. We're all addicted to something these days. And it's because we're so disconnected from each other and we idolize and place the individual as being more important as the collective and so as a species like we were never able to survive like that and so we always had to operate in tribes and so now we're operating as individuals right and we're placing so much focus on the individual and so we're seeing depression rates skyrocketing um, abuse rates skyrocketing, drug addiction skyrocketing and you can be addicted to your phone to sex, to working out, to working, to drugs, to alcohol, to relationships, to people, to whatever it might be, it's really easy to want to check out. Yeah. And that same token, I mean, I saw your post from today where you're able to kind of share your history, but also help others. And that, do you find that though, as a positive to the social media, that you're able to help change people's lives by just a post? Yeah, I think it's, um, as I was walking in here, I'm sorry, I had my head in my phone. Somebody, <laughs> somebody DM me and goes, I heard your interview on Juicy Scoop and I decided to quit smoking oxys every day. And I've completely got off pain pills because of that interview. And I get these messages literally all day long. And people ask me often, like, do you regret your past? Do you, if you could take it all back and just have a fresh start, would you? My answer is always and will always be no, because despite the fact that it's been really painful for me and other people that I've harmed, obviously, I'm now able to help the masses in a weird way. And that's not to like toot my own horn or to sound like not humble. I'm just saying that Social media for me and and my podcast and going on podcasts like this and having this platform allows me to have dialogue with people where it's like, if you've been raped as a child, you can survive it. If you've been raped as a teen, you can survive it. If you've dealt with divorce, you can survive it. If you've dealt with addiction, you can survive it. If I could survive it on national television in front of millions of people every single week, you can too. But not only that, you're also able to be open and vulnerable and talk that about came it. With and time. I think that, and that's so yeah, healing. That came with a lot of time. When I so what ended up happening, I took a plea deal because I was like, I can't fight a trial on while I'm shooting a parent one every day. Like it's just not doable. So I took a plea deal and I went to jail for a summer. And when I um got out of jail, I could clearly see that like my relationship with drugs was really unhealthy. However, I didn't have any tools to deal with all of the trauma that I had been through. So I went back to drinking and smoking pot and I was like, this is fine. I like can I can yeah. handle this. I have always been able to just have a glass of wine with dinner or one drink with dinner. It'll be okay. Well, within two weeks, I was back to shooting up heroin and I was arrested again, December 1st, 2010. So we're coming up nine years, which is crazy. Congratulations. Yeah, I was arrested again. And by the grace of God, I was facing six years in prison because I violated my probation. And the judge gave me a second chance at life and he sent me to treatment. And so... 
I totally got lost off track what your question was. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> no, um, but I, it's very interesting. I mean, but I, 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 we were just talking about addiction and whatnot, but I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, but I, I think it's so interesting that social media can be such a positive in so many ways, yes. but also can be such a negative. Oh, that's where I was going. So I made a conscious choice when I went to rehab that I was not going to do anymore. I was going to stay out of entertainment. Because I'd seen so many people before me do that and f*** up. Not, I shouldn't say f*** up. Relapse. And yeah. for me, I knew I was going to die. Like, that was it. Like, I've overdosed. I'm shooting up heroin at this point. Um, I am abusing myself, my body, and others. Like, I knew that this was game over for me. And so I made a conscious decision that staying away from... Um, this arena was important for me. So I did that. And then in the last kind of couple of years, I felt this calling to return, but in my own way. And I could not stand by and watch the statistics keep going up and up and up. We're now at over 80,000 people a year dying of drugs and alcohol, drug and alcohol related deaths and um, mental illness and is on the rise too and just sit by and like, you know, continue to be a housewife, which was great, right? Like, cause another big mission of mine among the millions of others is to break the generational trauma curse that's been happening in my family right. for generations. And I'm a mother to two daughters. And so that's been my main priority. So speaking on that, how do you feel about either having your kids on your social media mm. or letting them have their own? Yeah. So, um, I have my kids on my social media, but not very often. Um, and I think my intention right now is that I will have, I will get my kids phones at an appropriate age, but they're going to get like flip phones. Oh, Dr. Goldshire. So this leads Sorry, to the question. They're not <laughs> getting smartphones. Oh, I know. Right. They're not. But I think they can get in trouble no matter what. But we talked about Absolutely. how social media isn't really you, your ideal age would be 16 and over. But what about just phones in general? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on the flip phone. I mean, yeah. in, in terms of being able to contact your kid and locate where they are and let them know if you're running late or that your dad's picking them up or whatever, that's great. And a flip phone can accomplish that. I mean, I, I think a kid having a smartphone with a lot of apps blocked and just, uh, you know, certain um, access to more benign things is, might be fine at around 13, 14. Yeah. Ugh, I have so friends that they, now what's so great about the iCloud thing is that as a family, you can see everybody's stuff, right? So she can read her son's text messages. She can see what apps are on the phone. She can see what, you know, even what he's looking at on the internet and I think that's really great. I think it's a, a responsibility thing. And um, I talk a lot about the brain because it's something that I kind of geek out on. And children develop their prefrontal cortex around 10. Their prefrontal cortex is what's kind of like your decision maker, like that thing that allows you to pause before you do something. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it starts really to develop around 10. doesn't stop until you're in your mid to late 20s. So to give a child a phone at 10 when they literally are just developing that ability to pause and, you know, I live out near Malibu and I've heard stories of 
second graders sending pictures in their underwear to I, other people on their phones. And I'm like, it's not the child's fault. It's the parent's fault. And, and also, just, it is illegal. Yeah. Just so you, parents out there, it is illegal. So tell your kids that. Because if that were to get out there and somebody were to see it, they could be arrested. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of kids know that. And I don't yeah. think a lot of parents know that. Well, and you can tell your 10-year-old that all day long. But again, until that prefrontal cortex is functioning at a level where they can think through before they take action, it's like, that's why we have to tell you have six, seven, right? How old are your kids? They're uh, 11, yeah. seven, so five, exactly. and I'm pregnant. So it's like, how many times do you have to say, pick up your room, clean up your room? This is why we don't do this. You have to repeat yourself all day long. You're like a broken record. And it's literally because their brains can only retain so much. And if you're given the option to play, right, or to have some sort of reward, overdoing something that they have to do, they're always going to choose the reward. No, and I've noticed if, so I let my kids have like a tablet in the car if we're going on long drives mm-hmm. just for my own sanity. I do too. But then we get out of the car and there's zombies. Yeah. They act like different human beings. They're acting like brats. They're like, nah, 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 and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is from Roblox or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they, or weird YouTube videos of adults playing with toys. And I'm like, what is yeah. happening, yeah. you know? And so I learned, like, w- that is really the only time we do it. I used to be a little bit more lax in the house. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll do one hour a day on the weekends. Now I'm like, no, if we're in the car for more than an hour, you can have it. That's it. But, I mean, it's crazy. And also, do you get mom shamed at all on Instagram? Oh, on social all media? the time. <laughs> and what do you think that is? And also, Dr. Culture, feel free to weigh in. What do you think it is as moms or even for somebody that's not a mom? I mean, even Jamie, who was on with me earlier, she gets shamed for her cat because yeah. her cat's a little well, hefty. I think that no I think we live in a society now where people just like to have uh, people really like to be offended. And they really like to share their opinion because they don't feel validated in their own lives. And so social media is kind of like a perfect storm to be able to do that. So my three-year-old, for instance, has, she, we had a very challenging pregnancy. She wasn't supposed to make it. She had up until 20 weeks with her, they thought she had trisomy 13, which meant that she literally would die at birth. And she had all of these different issues. And we're not talking trisomy 21 with Down syndrome. We're talking, tri- they, they, they have Cyclops eyes and their organs are all, yeah, it was horrible. But I can, I decided that I was going to continue with the pregnancy. And by a miracle, she had this very rare situation where her placenta had different DNA than she did. So they kept testing the placenta with CVS wow. tests and all the stuff. And it turned out that she was totally fine. Now, she has gross motor delay issues. She has a full incomplete underbite where she can't talk. She has eating issues. And I can't tell you how much I get the fact that she's three and still in a bottle. I'm like, but she can't drink from a cup. And you guys don't know her situation. She has a full headgear now. And like all of us. Yeah. So everybody just wants to have they their They want to have an opinion. opinion. And immediately, right when you told me that story, you, you've been trained where you almost have to justify it. Where... There isn't a need to justify. I mean, the same thing happens. My son has just a a lisp and people are like, you need to get that checked and you need to figure that out. And what's wrong with you? And I'm like, you don't think I've talked to his doctor about this. You don't think that he's (laughs) not my primary concern. Like, like honestly, or even people get upset over something as silly as like a haircut. What's wrong with you? Your son's hairs in his eyes. He doesn't want a haircut right now. And you know what? I. 
I think I'm in for my, so my youngest daughter does identify as her, the opposite sex that she was assigned at birth. So she's three and a half and she identifies as a boy. She wants to be Batman. Her boy bed is a big boy bed. Like I have a feeling that I'm in for it with her and I'm here for it because at the end of the day, we're making, we're our children's parent and we're going to do everything that we think is necessary to support them. And I honestly don't give a damn if Susie in, you know, Wisconsin has an issue, has an issue with it. I mean, the important part is that we, uh, you know, your kids trust that they can come to their parents and talk to them. I I think so. Absolutely. And, you know, I think time is changing and I think that people are changing and the more that we can support our kids and show them love, that's really what matters. Yeah. And unfortunately we have to take a little break um, before we bring in rich, but thank you so much, Alexis, for Mm -hmm. sharing your story. I wish we, I like, I want to bring, now we have so many other topics that we need to bring you in for. So thank you so much. Amazing. And you can come on my podcast too. I'd love that. Love it. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating Pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. 
Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Okay, so now it's time to drill our technology genius, Rich Demuro. He is rich on tech and we've got questions. Can we get him on the line? I'm here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, wow. How'd you like my intro? I'm slightly awkward when I do them, but I try my best. It was just perfectly awkward. (laughs) That's me. So you're an expert on anything tech related. What are the rising trends right now on social media apps? Well, I mean, when it comes to social media, you know, as well as everyone, Instagram is where it's at for just about everything. I mean, the world revolves around Instagram these days, right? It used to be Facebook. You know, we've seen other things come along, like, you know, what's that other one? Snapchat, people have heard of, right? Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays, it's all about Instagram and Instagram stories, and they've really just taken over. Um, and I think that that's where we're seeing the shift of the world when it comes to media, when it comes to influencers, when it comes to pretty much anything related to social media, that's where it's at. And it's interesting because Instagram is not necessarily built as a platform for what it's being used as. And, you know, they're trying to change things on us with no likes, but the reality is that is where you need to be. And that's where people are accumulating the most followers when it comes to making a living and also being an influencer. So I heard, and I don't know if this is just a rumor, but if you are posting an ad and you're not clear and you don't use like the paid tool or whatever it is and do hashtag ad, then Instagram is going to punish you and like hide your photos is this true or is this like one of those myths well no i mean you could yeah you're talking about when it comes to paid placements on instagram like let's say a company pays you to do you know some sort of ad where you're saying hey i'm getting paid to you know promote this product right and if you don't say that instagram wants it's in their best interest to crack down on you because there are federal rules that deal with this stuff so Um, When it comes to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, they have specific rules on what you can do, what you can't do. And the reality is, is anyone cracking down on those rules? Probably not. We've seen several cases where, you know, people have been a slap on the wrist kind of thing. But Instagram doesn't want to be put in a place where they're going to see federal regulations involving this stuff with them. And that's why I think they're being, uh, you know, they want to make sure that people are on the up and up, which I think they've they've done a good job of giving people good tools for that. You know, you can tag a post as promoted, you can tag as sponsored, you know, hashtag ad, obviously people use, um, does their algorithm demote posts if they are paid or, you know, if they seem paid and they're not disclosing that probably actually. And on that note, do you see that these photo altering apps that people are using to add to their Instagram photos or whatever it is, losing their appeal, or do you think they're going to keep growing? I think the world of social media is more about people wanting a dose of reality. But at the same time, like any media, you always want a little bit of 
non-reality because you live in like a little bit of a fantasy world of here's where these people are traveling and they look beautiful and here's what they're doing and they have the best life. And I'm sitting here at my nine to five job surfing Instagram and looking at Instagram stories. So I think that's always going to be a part of it, that fantasy world. <laughs> While people are hate liking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hate liking. I like that term. Uh, but, you know, I think that people like real. And if you look at some of the most popular posts, if you go through someone's you know, feed and you kind of see like how many likes people are getting on things. Sure, the beautiful pictures in Greece are getting a lot of picture, a lot of likes. But sometimes it's that picture when they just woke up or they share a really um, you know, real moment from their life with their kids or their spouse that gets the most likes. And so that tells you something. People love the fantasy, but they also like the reality as well because it connects with them in a way of, okay, I got the same things happening in my life. I got to pick up my kids from school. I got to do this. And these people do that too. We like to see that. But these apps, I think for when it comes to like the younger generation, I think is kind of crazy because it's a, it's an unhealthy um distortion field it's like stuff that doesn't really exist you yeah know, i mean people are your face. creating bodies that don't even exist they're making curves they're changing that they're pretending they've never had a blemish of these apps what is the most popular right now like what's the most used one i mean i think i think when it comes to kind of the affecting your face facetune has always been popular that's been around forever i think when you see a picture that has been facetuned people just say oh that's facetuned when i see teeth that are super white or some of that seems like, you know, it's an unrealistic body where I'm just like, that. how is that even possible? Um, I think that that's a dead giveaway. But it's, at the same time, it's, you know, magazines have always been doing this. TV's been doing this. Hollywood, you know, people have a team of people that help them look their best. And so I feel like the average person that's posting to Instagram feels the same way. They say, well, why can't I look my best? I'm just doing the same exact thing that Hollywood's been doing for so many years. That's such a good but, point. You always see in the news or whatever, in the media, when you find out that such and such celeb has asked to do a cover shoot without photo touching or whatever, and people are like, wow, they get all this applause, but they have been doing that for years. So, I mean, Instagram is just a way for everybody to be getting that celebrity treatment, I guess. I think the difference here is that if you're a 15-year-old girl and you're looking through Instagram and you see the model in the Caribbean, you understand that they had a team of makeup artists and you understand that they had a million, um, you know, what do they call those lights, those reflector lights that look gold and really nice on you. And they know that you took a thousand pictures to get that perfect shot. But when it comes to the average person that tries to do that same exact thing, especially if you're a teenager, you see that other person in your class and you see an unrealistic view of them because they've retouched everything and you say, oh, they're so perfect. But the reality is they're not and no one is. And I think that that's the danger is that there used to be a divide of that's Hollywood. This is real America. But nowadays with these tools in anyone's pocket, anyone can look however they want. And I think that's kind of the scary, weird part we're looking at here. And in your um, opinion, does social media affect employment? Like, I know so many younger, you know, younger generations who are posting pictures of drinking or partying or in bathing suits or whatever, and they're not realizing the repercussions of their future employers being able to see anything on the Internet. Okay, well, here's what's crazy about this. I did a story with a company that kind of goes through, and when you have employees hiring, they do like a risk assessment of those employees, so they kind of figure out like, is this person going to be a problem before they become a problem? And I asked them point blank. I said, 
what are companies looking for? Like, you know, you always hear, like, if you have a red solo cup in, your, in all your Instagram shots, like, is that it? Will you never work again? And he told me that they actually, companies don't even care about drinking. Now, I'm not saying people, if you're under 21, to sit there and, you know, be crazy. But the reality is everyone understands that we're human and people party. I mean, I don't know, you know, college is, you know, people have a good time in college. And I think that everyone that ever works at a company knows that. And it's not unheard of to see someone. Now, back in the day, do we all have, you know, cameras cataloging every second of our lives? No. So I think that part is a little bit different. But the reality is I think companies are looking for more risks than just someone that's, you know, maybe drinking or someone in a bathing suit, um, even drugs. I mean, they were saying that even marijuana, if that was in pictures, it wasn't that big of a deal to companies, which I can't believe I'm saying this. But that is so frightening to me. I mean, I have like two Polaroids of me, like with Boone's Farm from when I was younger, and I am so glad they're Polaroids and can't be find and can't be found on the internet. But um... oh my gosh, my <laughs> life didn't even start until you know the late 2000s when digital cameras came out. And I'm like, thank God I had all my craziness before that happened. Oh, right? and all because my embarrassing haircuts, I can't. Um, so, you know, in closing, what's next for social media? Like, what's the next Instagram? Oh, what's the next Instagram? I think, I mean, obviously, TikTok, we're seeing a lot of um, 75 lot of billion? I cannot. Uh, well, it's so weird, too, because it's, it's just, it's one of these things that, like, it's not everyone even is aware of it just yet. I mean, people have heard of it, but there are a, a lot of people that aren't on it yet, which I think that's big. But at the same time, I think at this point, it appeals to the younger demographic, which, you know, limits its appeal for now because people see it as like the young kids thing to do. Right. So the adults aren't really on it. But if you remember, that's the way Facebook was back in the day. So um, I think the problem for all these platforms is that Nobody can build something that is that is what people want, because if you look at any of the platforms for over the years, like Facebook and we have Twitter and we have Instagram, and we have all these things that have come and gone. None of them were sort of imagined to be used the, the way they are. So like everyone thought Facebook was the best. Everyone used it. They used the heck out of it. And all of a sudden now it's like you just drop it and it's like on the side of the road. So will Instagram become that? I don't know. But I think Instagram, from what I've seen, has made some pretty smart moves to keep it kind of like the hottest, coolest thing going. And they stole stories right away from Snapchat, which, you know, really helped them because everyone switched like pretty much overnight to Instagram stories over Snapchat. So will there be something that comes along the way? I don't know. It's tough to tell. I'm not sure TikTok is that platform, but could there be something invented? Perhaps. Thank you so much, Rich, for coming on. You guys, you have to read his book. It's called 101 iPhone Tips and Tricks. It's going to be good. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charged the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's clip streaming June 4th only on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. All right. So now we're going to get into some rapid fire questions with Jamie and Dr. Goldshire. Whoever thinks they have the better, I'm doing it in quotes, answer should ring in. And the first question is, if you are somebody starting out, you want to become an influencer and you don't know how, what are some quick tips? Uh, I would say probably learn how to, or to get a good camera or a good iPhone, I guess these days, and to get an edit, editing software to like have good photos because people want to follow you for good photos. That's kind of, and how often do they need to be posting content? Oh, regularly every day. That's my, that's my always been every single day. I have posted a photo unless I'm on a flight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you guys think social media is our frenemy? Definitely. (laughs) Right. I mean, this whole podcast has kind of been encapsulating this complicated relationship we have with social media. It's like the best and the worst boyfriend ever, you know, like it's the best time ever. It's so seductive and so addictive in a lot of ways and so much fun and compelling and you can learn a lot. And then on the other hand, like it can hurt you and confuse you and you know, make you feel um, not so great in your own skin at times. So I, I think actually frenemy is like... It's like the perfect word. <laughs> yeah, the perfect well, speaking word. of seduction, catfishing, mm-hmm. can you actually trust people you are talking to through DMs? Mm, I get, I mean, I don't even know how to answer that, to be honest. 
That's I feel scary, like, guys. Isn't that the point of the check mark is to make it the real person or not? Right, but not everybody has a check mark. I mean, True. a lot of people don't have check marks. So I guess do that at your own risk. Yeah. Um, should we be face tuning, viscoing, photoshopping, and filtering? Are we altering reality too much? You know, I mean, I'm of two minds of this. I think in part, as you were talking about, Jamie, that it, it there's an art to it and a creativity and a fun that I think people are drawn to. And I don't think that should be totally impeded, but I think it's so important for there to be so many more opportunities for people to relate to people in their natural habitat, whether we're talking environmental, like physical, <laughs> mental, emotional, spiritual, there, there's just such a lack of that right now. And we've been talking a lot during this podcast, how when it pops up on social media, even in your Instagram, Teddy, that people are really drawn to it, really drawn to it. Well, know what I just learned from one of our producers? We booked you, Jamie, through DMs. Yes, you did. <laughs> you slid right into that oh, DM, and I was like, hey. DMs, And we didn't yeah. catfish you. We're no. the real deal. Oh, I thought it was for a minute, and I was like, can I? Have, so can you send me an email with details? And it was like, yeah, and then the email didn't come for a few days, and I was like, oh, it's totally not real. Like, someone was preying on my emotions that I wanted to do this, So, but it that, was real. That is so funny. <laughs> Told okay. you I read all those DMs. <laughs> yeah, she's not messing around. She is true. I you answer. know what? I don't. If you need to talk to me, write something in my comments. But <laughs> or DMs, message me, I guess, and you'll <laughs> or, get yeah, Or message Jamie, and she'll reach out to me. <laughs> Follow her. <laughs> um, okay, how authentic are our lives via social media? I can answer for me, and then maybe Jamie. Jamie, you answer as well. I think that I try to show as much as I possibly can. So I live a pretty authentic life. When you're when you're seeing my kids, my life, the chaos working out, my clients, that's all 100%. That being said, my Insta stories, if my skin is looking super clear one day, it is the subtle filter, guys. <laughs> it's the one that's purple and it has little dots sparkles. around it, like it's little sparkles. That is the filter. I have like rosacea. My skin is red. Ask these ladies. They can see it right now. Not even. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty authentic these days. I used to be really against like showing all the you know, bad days and stuff like that. And I feel like now that I have been showing it more, I've actually gotten more support from people because they just see that you're a normal person dealing with normal things that happen in life. And, you know, I get depressed some days. I get I have really great days. So I feel like followers are resonating more with you being more authentic and stuff like Which that. Which leads me, I need to ask you this now. Do you think that because you spend so much time on social media, you're talking to friends, like real yeah. life friends? Uh, some less? of my best friends now are people that I met through Instagram just from Hey, what's up? Hey, like I'm even meeting up with a follower tomorrow to just hang out because we both love Star Wars. So we're going to watch Star Wars. Like, But don't you ever get sketched out by that? A little bit, but I feel like I've talked to them for years now and it's like not weird. So I, if, if you guys haven't, you need to watch the movie, The American Meme. Have oh, y'all watched no. that? Oh, it is so good. It's about the life of an influencer. So make sure you guys tune into that. Well, watching that today. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is something you've done slash experienced in the past that you're thankful social media wasn't a thing? for growing up uh. <laughs> probably my partying days I'm really glad that like Instagram wasn't a thing when I was like in college and you know drinking and doing what college people do I'm really glad that Instagram kind of came out right when I was like starting in the workforce and really getting into like fashion and blogging and I'm glad it kind of that's how I feel too I mean I, I wouldn't want my youth out there no 
And plus, think, I had a lot of bad self-tanner moments. <laughs> bad hair. My eyebrows, my eyebrows <laughs> were plucked pencils, so thin. Mine were Ooh. so thin. Ooh, so bad. So glad there's not a lot of photos of that. Okay. I, I think about my young self, like 13, 14, trying to navigate the world of social media if you're allowed to to be on that landscape that young and how difficult that would be. I could barely navigate my eggplant pager. Yep. <laughs> you but, know? you know, navigating the, the pull of, of putting yourself out there, the insecurity, the desire to be popular, the need to be liked, like all of that Like stuff. it was hard enough in high school without Instagram sure. yeah. to like judge you when you get home. Like everyone's judging you like all night and probably not liking your photos and then it'll stress you out the next day. Like, oh, so-and-so didn't like my photo and now at school it's like weird and it's awkward. Like I can't even imagine all that. It was hard enough without all of it. And what are your true thoughts on people who choose to not have any social media? What are you hiding? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually, we had a cheater podcast and um, they said something about like people that have no social Mm -hmm. media, whatever. I'll say this. I dated someone in college and he had no Facebook, no Instagram, none of that. And he was cheating on me. So I don't, I don't trust anyone these days. If you're not interested in what's going on in the world with Instagram, because you can follow whatever you want really to like see, to gear what you see. So something's weird. And speaking of your cheating ex, should we unfollow our exes? Yes. I think so, too. I'm not interested. I don't want to see it. I don't think it's helpful. But then people, you know, what what is our need to feel sometimes to go look? I mean, I think it's quite human for people. It's like that that pain pleasure thing of like wanting to kind of release the tension by knowing. It also kind of helps you move on, I guess, if you see that maybe they're Dating someone. They're living their best life without that you. Too. But then you know that you're living your best life on there too. So maybe they see. I don't know. Um, okay. Do you guys think that sending threats on social media should be a, f- a felony? I guess there's like a gray area of what's like what would be. What's a threat? Yeah. How bad is the threat? Because someone's you... threatening my cats saying that they're <laughs> fat, you know, then that I felony. I think if it's like... a threat of physical violence, it has to be taken to the proper authorities. Yeah, I mean, at least now I've I've learned that you can uh, block certain words. Mm-hmm. You can in your new, settings. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't know. So that's something you, can you guys can do. You can restrict people now. And you can restrict people. Yeah. So if you're trying to, you know, help your kids, you can restrict certain words if they're being bullied. So you can protect them that way. But also be stalking their Instagram accounts. Don't just let them do it on their own. If they only want Instagram, if they're the only ones on it, don't let them have it. Um, And... Question, because you said your husband is now an influencer mm-hmm. as well. Do you think social media causes more stress slash jealousy in relationships? I mean, to be completely honest, like we have each other's passwords. We're logged in on both each other's phones because he like manages me. So he needs to be on my profile a lot to do stuff. So like it actually makes it easier because like we don't like we don't hide anything. Like we're very open about like everything. So it used to be a stressful thing until he really got into like the world and then now he understands and it's like less of a stress now instead of having to explain things going on with Instagram or like brands or whatever he like gets it now. So it goes back to my original thing which because I have this app called like 360 app which tells like everything about like it, how fast somebody's driving if they're texting and driving blah, blah blah and somebody was like I can't believe you you have that on your phone. I'm like of course I have that on my phone. Like, so it's kind of, if you're okay being an open book, there's less reason for stress and mm-hmm. jealousy and anxiety because then you have less to worry about. If, yeah. But if you have somebody who's covering their hand over their Instagram, Ugh. 
or DMing or whatever it is, or they all of a sudden have a Snapchat, but you're not their Snapchat friend. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we don't even have Snapchat in our relationship because it was like, at the very beginning, it was like, what, who are you sending? And I was like, I'm deleting it. I don't even want all this drama. Like, I don't have time for it. Ugh, well, you guys, <laughs> today was so much fun. I love learning the ins and out, ins and outs of the gram. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks for, Thanks having, for having us. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Teddy Teapot on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.